with a with a practice of yoga, with meditating, with wanting to make a change, just made me more aware of everything that I was doing. Until they don't really recognize that there is something that they need to address, they're never going to do anything about it or ch- make a change. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... Hi, listen, if you had enough of being stuck in the binging trap, then this is for you. I have created a masterclass where I show the five shifts that women do to create a life completely free from binging forever. Go to beyondbinging.co.uk and learn the five shifts that you have to make in your life so you can be completely free for the rest of your life. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke and I'm joined today with Benedita Sousa. Benedita, how are you doing today? I'm very good. Hi. Thank you so much for having me in your podcast. It's such a pleasure to be here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, coming. I'm in San Jose, California. You're in the UK right now. Uh, That's right. Yeah. A little bit of a background about about you. You started a yoga studio a few years ago. A little little background about who you are and and who you help. Yeah. So I'm originally from Portugal and I came to the UK when I was 23 because I felt like Portugal uh, was a bit claustrophobic. So I came to the UK and, you know, did my usual thing like most uh, immigrants do. You have to learn the language, you have to start somewhere. And then after a few years of growing in the corporate ladder, I reached a point where I I thought, that's it, I think I need to do something else. Also, what catapulted my move from the corporate ladder was because I suffered a huge depression and I had a few suicide attempts and I used my yoga practice, meditation, um, bringing myself to myself kind of thing uh, to overcome all of that. So with uh, being fed up of my corporate career, um, having had uh, almost a year completely out of working uh, into struggling with my depression and um, wanting to disappear from this world uh, and using my yoga, using yoga meditation and all of those things to help me overcome that, I thought, well, then I want to use this as a way to help other people. Um, I just felt like I had no idea what to do, how to do, how I was going to go about it. I just knew if I came out on the other side and I'm still alive and I'm going back to work and I'm rebuilding my life when uh, I thought I was going to disappear forever. If I am rebuilding my life and yoga has helped me with that meditation and so on, then other people should should know about this. So then I joined a teacher training program. Then I started doing my own classes whilst I was still working and so on. And then with the time, I just thought, that's it. Now I'm ready to have uh, teach full time, uh, have my own yoga studio and and really put more of my uh, myself, my effort, my everything into this passion and into helping others. 
And that's what I've done. So I opened my yoga studio four years ago. And even though I always knew that I wanted to help people with, you know, whatever challenges they have in life, whether that's depression or maybe feeling a bit sad or feeling a bit like, you know, um, I, uh, I obviously attracted to in terms of students and also for the, our teacher trainings for um, uh, the students that wanted to become teachers, attracted a lot of people that also struggled with depression, anxiety, problem binge eating, uh, putting themselves down, panic attacks, all of these kind of things. So then um, after four years of uh, helping people like this, helping my students, helping my teachers overcome all these challenges, I, uh, I decided I need to take this and put it accessible to other people that are not just in the studio that come to my classes or come to other teachers' classes because I had quite a big team already, or I have a big team. And, um, and I need to put that accessible to other people that maybe are not doing yoga, but, you know, they want to start and it doesn't really matter how we get there as long as they can feel better and be in a place where they are emotionally balanced or not have any problems with binge eating or alcohol or drugs, you know, because I, I went from binge eating to binging in drugs. So you right. go from one to the other and yeah. This so you is kind of I, went, yeah. There, those are almost like symptoms of something deeper, right? And, and yeah. yoga sort of helped you out of that. What do you think it is about yoga? It's <laughs> really so powerful or what was it about yoga that really helped you kind of overcome the binge eating and then the drugs and, and everything that was manifesting? Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you ask that because for many years, you just, when you're practicing yoga, you just have no idea why is it so good? Why it feels so good? Why it makes you feel good about yourself and happy and why you keep going back. Some, sometimes with my teacher, I even joked with him, like, I'm just coming back for my dose of drugs again, because <laughs> you just feel like you have this addiction for something really healthy, really good. Right. Um, but now a few years, uh, I've been practicing now for 10, been, been teaching for seven, run my uh, yoga studio for four. So now I understand that actually it's the fact that it's you, you get in your mat. Okay. You have a teacher teaching you or you're following a YouTube channel. It doesn't matter, but there's a, a certain part in your yoga practice that it's you with yourself, your breath, your body, your muscles or your muffin tops, or your fat legs, or your slim legs, it doesn't matter what it is, it's you with you. And that just creates such a deep connection that suddenly we just sparks this shine, this, this magic, like I'm here with me and I am enjoying. And the problem with all of these, the binge eating, the drugs, the, the going out with the wrong people and you know failed relationships, it's because somehow we don't, handle how to be with us anymore and I find that with yoga we get to that point after a practice that you're there with yourself feeling your body feeling your muscles feeling your, feeling your breath the breath the sweat dripping down your face and you're loving it and suddenly you start to fall in love with yourself right. and then suddenly you're not looking anymore for some guy around the corner to give you love or for a wine light stand to give you love or for the the pack of crisps to give you love or for the pack of biscuits to eat the whole pack of biscuits to give you love suddenly you find love within and you find love just being 
you know, doing nothing, just breathing. And, and that for me is just magic. It's like, I, I just want everyone to experience. It's the best drug in the world. So, yeah. Wow. That's very, that's very interesting. And it's interesting that you said to your yoga teacher that you're coming back for your, your drug, your hit. Uh, and, and obviously it's different, right? Because, you know, like one of the characteristics of like an actual drug is that you always feel like you can never get enough of it. But, you know, like you said, when you fall in love with yourself after, let's say a yoga class and you're going inside, you, you, you don't, you don't feel like, oh, I need more yoga. I need more yoga, right? There's not this longing, this desire. It's like, I'm good. Like I'm, 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 I'm here with myself. And, and that's, that, that was just such a great way of putting it. Like, it's like, you're falling in love with yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of, uh, I, for me, yoga, is kind of a lifelong time practice, but not so much just the yoga poses, because at some point the yoga poses is not what gives me the fulfilling. It's other practices of yoga. And you keep going back to it because I really, you know, we are energy bodies. I think it's more than proved science has proved we are energy bodies and we kind of need to keep this energy growing inside of us. We need to fill up our cup. And I find that whatever yoga practice people do, whether that's pranayama breathing exercises or that's meditation or that's moving the body or that's just reflection, self-inquiry, whatever it is, the, the the practice you're filling up your cup and you know life is constantly taking away from us isn't it you know now it's the news it's what's happening on the other side of the world is the the neighbors is the, i don't know the children you know life is constantly taking out from us so if we don't have a way to fill up to re restore the energies we're just going to be depleted and then of course we're going to fall very easily into the grabbing a glass of wine to relax, going and binging on food or Netflix to relax, to disconnect. Of course, it's going to be so much easier to reach out for those things. Right, right. Absolutely. So what was it you were, you said you were having suicidal thoughts, you were just, you were down. What, like, yeah. what was, was there like a little voice in your head that just said, no, there's something better, you need to try this? Mm. Or like, what was that process about turning, turning the ship around? Oh my God, I, I remember so clearly. And I, you know, I don't, I'm not religious. I don't believe like in God as an external person, but I believe that something out there somehow um, protects me or looks after me. You know, even I remember when I first came to the UK, I was only 23 years old. I've never had live, lived my country, never took a flight anywhere. So I go from Portugal small town outside of the capital Lisbon to then suddenly be in London which is huge different cultures people of different you know backgrounds which for me was like all new and and I remember sometimes uh, with work I would leave um, work quite late midnight and I would be walking down the street to areas in East London which were not very nice and so on and I always felt like I had some protection around me because I never really had any serious problem or, you know, like things happening to me, getting robbed or things like that. So, and then what happened was, so I've tried everything. I went to the GP, the GP said, I don't know what else to do to, to you. I'll give you some sleeping pills. I'll give you some, I don't know what I can do with you. I would go to psychiatrists. They're like, I, I, can't, put you, I can't put you in a psychiatrist hospital because you're not that bad. 
but I don't know what to do with you. They would send me to CBT courses. They would send me to counseling, but nothing would work. And then I had those moments where I tried to kill myself and it didn't happen. And I was like, shit. <laughs> you know? Okay, now I laugh about it. But of course, back right, in the right. day, it was not a laughing matter. But I was like, okay, why can't I even do this? You know, you just go through those things like, why am I can't even disappear? You know, you're like, nothing is working in my life. I lost my job. I don't have my family with me. I'm completely alone. And plus I can't disappear. I want to disappear and I can't. And, um, and then one day I was walking down the street. I think I was coming back from one of those situations where I was begging people to help me. And I just had this moment of clarity and suddenly this thought of, okay, no one can help you. If no one can help you, you're going to have to figure out a way because you just cannot live like this. And this clarity of moment just shifted everything. And honestly, I have no idea how this came about. I, I was not doing anything. I was just walking back home from another no, we can't help you. And I was going back home feeling again like demotivated. And suddenly I had this voice, I had this thought in my head and from that moment on, I said, okay, I'm going to have to figure out a way. So I immersed myself in the yoga practice, immersed myself in um, meditation, immersed myself in just improving, you know, doing everything that I could do to feel happier, to feel better. And then slowly, bit by bit, uh, that happened. So the first was the thought. And I think we all come into that point where suddenly we just get to rock bottom and there is a a, a click there's something there is like this click that goes like shit I cannot carry on like this something has to change and then that happens and suddenly you have the energy you know what you need to do you know where you're going you know who can help you and you just go for it and and that's what happened yeah yeah that rock bottom experience can be actually pretty valuable yeah, yeah. It can be like rocket fuel just propelling you up yeah that's, that's an amazing yeah. story yeah, thank you. Um, so what do you, so when you're, you have a new client come in, let's say into the yoga studio, what's sort of like uh, your process? Like how do you get them from, from wherever they are and, and encouragement and how do you get them up to, you know, living their best life? Yeah, absolutely. So great question because we, um, we, we nurtured quite a lot of our students. We know every student's name. We have very close relationship with them. And, and that reflects in the fact that most students come to practice three to four times a week. Some students practice almost like every day. It's almost like a second home. So for them, it's not so much just coming to a yoga class and going home, but it's more like meeting friends, having a chat. Sometimes we, we go for brunch, we have movie nights and so on. We have a very close community in that sense. And the first thing we do is we always have a conversation. What do you want to get out of yoga? Because yoga has so many tools to help people in different aspects of life that it's, it would be a waste not to use them. So some people might just want to recover from back pain. Maybe they're just recovering from an old injury. Maybe they want to lose weight. Maybe they just want to become stronger. They feel like they are losing muscle or they feel like they have very weak arms. Or maybe they are going through some bad moment in their life. Divorce or the work is very stressful or they just moved into the area, they don't know anyone and they feel lonely. And then we support them in that way. 
So we have other things going on in the studio to help them in different ways. We have meditations going on. We have uh, breathing uh, workshops like pranayama workshops. We have different things going on. And that helps us to enhance the experience of the student, student of yoga and also make use of all the tools of yoga to help them in their life to support. And this is a continuous process that we do over the course of six months, a year, two years, three years. Most students, they, they've been with us since the beginning, more than three years. And, um, and yeah, and, and we, we find that the students just, the more they learn about yoga and the more they feel like the tools are helping, helping them, the more, the more they wanna use it, the right. more they, they are interested. Right, right, when you can connect yeah. it to some actual results in your life, right? Exactly, and exactly. So you mentioned that one of the things that, one of the symptoms that was manifesting during your sort of dark times was binge eating. And yeah. you overcome that through your yoga practice and you have a program, like a binge eating program, right? To help people who are suffering from this. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I kind of overcame my depression. I went back into my feet, went back to work, but I was still struggling with a lot of things. You know, sometimes at work, I would have some situations with colleagues that were not very nice. So I had to work on it. And I was still, you know, struggling uh, with some, some parts of my life. And then one of them was the binging. Binging was something that was in my life since I was teenager, since I was like, I think 14, 15 years old. And, um, and, but I never really understood what it was. I just thought, you know, sometimes I eat a bit too much and that's it. And, and then I thought maybe I have just, I get fat very easily. You know, you go through these things, you don't know what's happening. Um, so, and then when I was kind of back into my feet and back to work and all of that, I, I started wanting to change the things that were not making me feel good. And one of them was binge eating. So with a, with a practice of yoga, with meditating, with wanting to make a change, just made me more aware of everything that I was doing, basically. That's it. It's a bit like that thing, you know, if someone is addicted to cigarettes or alcohol or I don't know whatever it is until they don't really recognize that there is something that they need to address they're never going to do anything about it or make a change and for me it was the same thing I said and I had to realize there's something about eating a lot and wanting to stuff myself with food and numb myself down that I need to address and then once I decided I'm going to address that like I am addressing everything else in my life because I want to start living a life that I love living and that I feel proud of, then I started to change. And that was, was why I created a program because it's not complicated. It's not rocket science. I don't have any special degree. I'm not a, a master this or master that. I'm just a normal person like everyone else that goes through life, goes through challenges. And the only thing is that I overcame them. And that's why now I want to share them. It's not rocket science. Everyone can do it. But the main thing is recognize. Okay, I have to do something about it. Do you want to do something about it? Yes, I do. Okay, if you want, if you're fully committed, then you can do it. And yeah, so th that's the Beyond Binging uh, program that I have online to help women break free from the binging cycle and come out. Nice, Beyond Binging. That sounds great. Um, well, Benedita, we're uh, running low on time. We've got to get you going to the rest of your day. 
but how do, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, website, social media, how do they find you online? Yeah, so um, for uh, the binging program, beyondbinging.co.uk, you can also find on Facebook, Beyond Binging, uh, pretty simple. Otherwise, I'm all over Instagram, Facebook, Yoga with Vene or Benedita Souza. Um, and yeah, just reach out, whatever it is that you're wanting to chat with me and uh, we'll, we'll take it further after. All right. Sounds good. Well, Benedita, thank you so much for joining me today on Health in the Real World. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Chris. Thank you so much for letting me share my story. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.